Welcome to the Inspire People Impact Lives podcast. This podcast is for people who are looking to get more out of life by making an impact on those around them. Each week, we bring you local, influential business and community leaders, delivering powerful messages to help you live a more inspiring and impactful life. Coming to you live from Northwestern Mutual Middleton, here's your host, Josh Kosnick. Welcome to another episode of Inspire People, Impact Lives. Today's topic is the importance of building people up. I would like to start today's podcast with a powerful quote. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel by Maya Angelou. I'll say that again because it's so powerful. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. As a leader looking to inspire people, building people up is essential. The care you take, the compliments you give, the time you take to listen deeply, notice the small things, and ask deep questions are all aspects of building people up and inspiring people as a leader. Today, I have a very special guest. No one knows the impact of, or that building people up can have on a person or a community more than today's guest, Sandy Morales. Sandy is the CEO of the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Dane County. As the premier mentoring organization, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Dane County's mission is to provide children facing adversity with strong and enduring, professionally supported, one-on-one mentor relationships that change a child's lives for the better forever. BBBS, that's a hard one to go off the tongue, right? (laughs) So BBBS mentorships work to bridge gaps between members of our community, change habits, challenge assumptions, and introduce new ways of seeing the world. Sandy has been part of BBBS since 2013. She's worked her way up from director of development to now CEO. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but our audience consists of business owners, young professional leaders, and parents. Mm -hmm. They tune in each week to hear thought leadership from the area's best. So today I would like to get your input on your leadership qualities, because you and I don't know each other all that well. Mm -hmm. And then your thoughts on the importance of building people up within your organization. And then I'd finally like to get into Big Brothers Big Sisters and the impact it has on our community's youth. Mm So let's start with more of the topic. What effects do you see that stem from building people up? I think we talked pre-show, you know, just like children and adults, how those carry yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, the concept of mentoring has been around for a really long time. And Big Brothers Big Sisters itself has been in existence for over 100 years nationally. And so um, when the this thought of mentoring came about over 100 years ago, it you know, it, it was... It started um, as an idea more on, on the East Coast where, um, especially in New York, in New York City, where they were seeing a lot of boys that were, you know, hanging out on the streets. And I'm sure we've all seen those movies or books. And um, there was a law clerk, um, Ernest Coulter, who said, you know, like, what are these boys doing? You know, where are uh, where are the dads and what's, you know, what's going on? And, and so it was... It was his idea behind, you know, we need to get men to volunteer and be uh, role models for for these children. And so, um, you know, even back in that day, they knew that the answer to making sure that children were successful was to have a mentor and and a one-on-one mentor. So um, it started over 100 years ago with with boys and and it evolved to also including, you know, girls as 
as it progressed. And so today we're known as Big Brothers, Big Sisters. But, um, you know, one of the reasons that I decided to, you know, move my career to Big Brothers, Big Sisters is because of the impact that I saw and um, just the tremendous buildup that we can see in children. Um, a lot of the children that we serve, um, you know, come from households where uh, maybe there's just a single parent mm-hmm. or there's type a, a stressor that's happening in, in, in the home or there's some type of instability. It could be from housing to food, um, just to emotional. And so um, when we pair kids up with mentors, caring adult mentors that we uh, screen and these are volunteers that want to make a difference in a child's life. I mean, we've seen relationships just flourish um, from kids that are enrolled from you know six years old all the way till they graduate from high school, eighteen, and just the amount of confidence. I think that's one of the things is just being able to see a child, uh, um, you know, just be able to gain that um, that trust with someone else that they can confide in and um, you can just see them really flourish uh, from personality to behaviors um, all you know that all can be translated to academics or just to relationships with other folks with parents Um, we have a lot of kids that you know, as a parent, you would understand. You tell your your kids to do something, and they won't do it. But then somebody else tells them to do it, and then for some reason, they you know their attitude is different. And that's and that's what we see with kids today. That and youth especially, um, you know, sometimes they need somebody else aside from their parents, or if it's just one parent, to be there and help guide them. And so, um, it's just really wonderful wonderful to see you know kids who. And maybe at one point face adversity to have someone there to help them with academics just to help to go to their sporting events to spend time with them play board games and be there for when they graduate or just through the tough times no that's, re- that's all really good so as, uh, as you're talking through all that i was thinking on the adult side do you have a mentor as well or have you had mentors in your life yeah um I, I would say I've had mentors on and off. Um, I look back at our program and I think, oh my gosh, like I wish I had had a more close mentor, like a big like a big sister when I was I was younger. Um, you know, my parents were both immigrants from Mexico, so um, they spent a lot of their time working, mm-hmm. and I and I was an only child, and so um, luckily we lived in a neighborhood where we had neighbors and I was in Girl Scouts but um, but there were times where I was like man there were times in school especially navigating school or academics where my parents couldn't really they were just not familiar they didn't know um, that I could have really used a mentor you know especially even in high school when you're trying to transition into college and trying to figure out like what major or like trying to figure out like what do you want to be when you grow up Um, I think one of the things that a lot of our kids grow up today, and if they don't have other role models, it's what they see on TV, or it's a doctor, or it's a lawyer, it's a a police officer, or a football player, a basketball player, which are all, you know, possible. But, you know, we should also be exposing kids to other areas, you know, like a financial advisor and like so many other jobs that um, are available today. And so... um, so I think for me, when I was younger, I would have loved to have had 
more adults in my life that had those jobs or that I could be exposed to other career opportunities or just other interests. Um, and as an adult, um, you know, I would, you know, I wouldn't say that wanting to go into nonprofit or a development director or CEO was necessarily like, that's what I said when I, I wanted to grow up. You mean at eight years old? That's <laughs> You're like, oh, you yeah, know, I didn't it. want to, hey, I'm going to run a nonprofit one day. <laughs> but um, I would say that when I moved to Madison about, you know, about 11 years ago and I started working at United Way and I started meeting a lot more people um, and, and growing my network, um, you know, there were a couple people along the way that really um, pointed me in the right direction, I would say, um, including our, the predecessor of, uh, you know, before I was CEO, um, you know, she kind of helped me steer myself and steer me in the right direction when it came to nonprofit world. I think that um, when you talk about the nonprofit world, you know, you, you think about like maybe the social services and the actual direct assistance you provide to folks. But um, for me, it was it was it, it was that and more. It, it was the fund development side. And so I actually got to see the operations and um, by having a mentor to help me point point out like these are the other areas of nonprofit that you can get involved in. And that's when I started to really realize like that's the part that I really feel like I can thrive in in the actual mm -hmm. relationship building and being able to communicate the message. My background's in marketing, so I found like the messaging piece to be very um, comes naturally, but now it's actually the going out and you know spreading the word and actually talking about the work. And so, um, so I did have a couple mentors along the way that really helped me mold my career in the nonprofit uh, world. And today, um, I can count on you know so many folks, including our board of directors, that is always available to me. Um, and and me and really, I mean that's that's the purpose of the board to mentor you in terms of the direction of of the agency. Experts say that you are the average of the five people you hang out with and the books that you read. We'd like to suggest the podcast that you listen to as well. So hit that subscribe button and add Madison's top leaders to your circle. We'd also encourage you to share this podcast with as many friends as possible. Our mission is simple: to inspire people and impact lives. If you know of a friend or colleague that could benefit from listening to some of Madison's top leaders, give us a share. Now, back to our guest. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. There's so much in what you said that got me thinking. So first of all, you're an only child. I was the oldest of four. But as you're saying, so being the oldest, also in high school. So I come from parents that didn't really go to college. Um, not immigrants, but they, and my dad did well enough so that my mom was at home with us. But having not gone to college and me being the first one, they didn't really guide me and saying, hey, you should take this ACT prep course or anything of that nature. I did that all on, I, I actually didn't do that. I just showed up to the test. <laughs> like None of it. I, I saw some friends and stuff taken. I was like, I wonder if I should do that. Right. And, but I wasn't like that into being a great, I wasn't a great student. So for me, I showed up and took the test and I'll never forget this. And I actually didn't score too bad for not having mm -hmm. any prep work wow. at all. But I was thinking about that. Had I had a big brother, like I was the big brother of my other three siblings, to mm -hmm. teach you, hey, here's where I screwed up and where you may want to uh, take some different roads. I mean, your choice. But here's, I mean, and then they also got to witness me as mm -hmm. well. In fact, my brothers, I always joked with them, there wasn't much that they could have done wrong that I hadn't already done. So mom and dad were already very prepped for the wrongdoings that were going to come. But it was just interesting as you said that. I was like, yeah, that, I mean, 
even as being the oldest and having great parents and and it just you know that those mentors are always always important and then you go through their uh career like in financial advising like we provide our new advisors with mentors right out of the gates right mm-hmm. like That's wonderful. We, we just know it's that important so like you think about that and what we do in our professional world and I, and I know not every business not every company is structured like ours where we give back like that and are compensated to do so but it's it's just so crucial to find that mentorship whether you're a, an adult or a child and particularly with the ch- children being able to see someone that's possibly beyond their demographic at that time frame to be able to see beyond their current scope to see that there is life yeah, outside of something yeah. else. And mentors, I mean, they're not there to be parents, obviously. Either, uh, I, I think, from my perspective, they're, they're there to plant seeds, right? So they're there to provide different options. And at the end of the day, um, you know, the youth in our program have to make that decision. But sometimes they don't see the full picture and so the mentors are really there just to provide a full picture of of what's what's possible and one thing that we how we talk about our program and and the role that our mentors play is you know when we talk and when we talk about our kids um and even though i say they face adversity and sometimes the odds are against them but they have the potential and i think that's one of the important things um when we talk about our kids is like they have the potential you know there's there's a spark in them um the mentor's role our big's role is simply just to make sure it's it's kept lit and and really defend that potential and so we really try to position our kids as they already have it you know it's not like they're starting from Mm -hmm. the bottom or starting from zero they they have the potential to do great things it's in them it's just simply the mentor's role to keep it to keep that spark alive so i I totally agree with you i think it's in every one of us um from little on up i think that uh that's put in each of us so what what factors do we fight against? What are you fighting against with, with uh, either society or school or parenting? And what are you trying to get the mentors to really do to fight against uh, those factors? Yeah. So, um, a lot of our kids, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but um, you know, a lot of things that are happening at, at school. I mean, a lot of kids face bullying. A lot of our kids are still trying to figure out their identity and so that can really hit your self-esteem and your self-confidence and so um, you know some of these are internal battles that our kids are facing I mean a mental illness is also you know part of all of that in terms of um, that instability some of it's is stemmed from their their environment um, and some of it stemmed from home. So again, mm-hmm. if our if our some of our littles are in a home where they're facing homelessness or they're they're in transition from from home to home, I mean that can definitely put a burden on um, on on a progression of, of our littles, um, you know, success in life. Or um, it could be a strain in a, in a relationship, just trying to make sure that our littles are are stable in 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 their daily lives, um, and um, you know, a, a lot of it is when we get to high school, a lot of it is our, our kids wanting to hang out with, um, you know, their friends. And are they making good decisions in terms of who their friends are as well? Um, and some of it is 
unfortunately not in their control. We, um, I don't know if you heard, but there was um, in Wanakee, there, um, there was a woman that was shot um, by a man that had mental illness. It was mm-hmm. in the same apartment mm-hmm. building. And I think it happened in the last, I, I feel like four months or so. Um, and it was her son that ha- had to call 911 and, um, and, and basically, I mean, so the son was a little brother in our program. So, um, you know, so he had to see his witnesses. He had to call, um, you know, he had to call 911. She passed away. He now lives with, um, um, I believe in another uh, sibling and, um, but he has a big, he has a big couple actually. So he has both a, um, a couple. So they're a, a big brother and a big sister. Um, and they've been there along the way. So they've been there to support him um, and everything that he needs. Um, a lot of the Biggs family, so like even their family has been there to support that little brother. Um, so it's unfortunately because that is something that happened to him. Um, but we are very, I mean, that's part of the program uh, in terms of like that you have a support system. Not only do you have the immediate support system of the relationship that you formed with a with um, this big couple, so uh, two folks, but also like their extended family, like they're really feeling for him and they're really trying to support him right yeah. now. So, um, so it can be a lot of things. And that's a traumatic example. That's a big example. I could see someone in the audience thinking like, I don't even know if I'm equipped to handle that as a as a mentor, but that's. That's probably an anomaly, would you say? Um, a traumatic example. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is an extreme traumatic example. But um, you know, tra- trauma is pretty common um, for some for our kids to face nowadays. You know, whether it's happening, whether it's out of out of their control, whether it's happening at school or outside of school, um, or it's something that's you know in in, in that is happening in their household. Um, so that you know, so those are definitely some examples. Um, we also have kids where, um, you know, where maybe it's not necessarily there's so much instability happening, but sometimes their parents work a lot. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're holding, um, one, you know, two, three jobs, and so you know they're trying to make ends meet. And so our kids, you know, sometimes they go to school and they come home, and then they're watching TV or they're taking care of siblings. Um, so where, you know, where's their exposure to what else is happening, you know, what's possible for them. And so sometimes our kids just have really big response, adult responsibilities and, um, while they're, while their parents are working. And so, um, so we also have to remember that, you know, those kids, kids that have those kinds of responsibilities or, or have adult responsibilities are also in need of someone to be there for them. So. Those are just some of the cases. I don't want to put it all necessarily to say it's, you know, it's bad kids, but sometimes it's kids just have to face responsibilities that they're not necessarily equipped with. And so they need somebody to rely on just just to be themselves. Yeah. And that's why I was kind of going into that because I feel like some adults don't feel like they're equipped alone to handle some of those emotions to be able to help those kids. But the second scenario you uh, talked about there with the, good family just not enough time they feel like they can spend sounds like one of my advisors that uh, is able because I've been able to hang with him and his little and is just showing him and allowing him to have fun mm-hmm. and to be a kid yeah and, and then experience things that he's not able to or wouldn't be able to experience on a 
on a normal day-to-day basis in his life, like going out on a vineyard and driving a tractor or going in a wood shop and like just doing certain things that just would be out of the norm for that child. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what our, our kids need. And I mean, I remember when I was younger, my parents worked a lot too, but, um, and my parents had, and a lot of our parents have this, have this thing, like you need to get an education. And, and sometimes the parents that we, um, families we work with are, the parents are very much like, I want my child, I want the best for my child. I mean, the, the way our kids are enrolled in our program, it's the parents are calling. So the parents are asking for help. So the parents do want what's best for their kids. It's just sometimes they don't know how to provide it. Um, you know, they themselves weren't taught, you know, or, or when they were younger, maybe they didn't necessarily have mentors themselves. So, yeah. so we are, um, they're going on based off what they know. And so they want the best for their kids. Sometimes they just don't know how to provide that. Right? No, no, absolutely. So, What's kind of the process? Because it sounds to me what I know of you guys and how I've seen some of my advisors work with you is um, there's a matching process. Mm -hmm. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we have a um, a mentoring model that, uh, well, I, you know, I talked about our kids are enrolled in our program. So we don't have a shortage of kids um, to be enrolled in our program. it's a shortage of bigs, right? There's a shortage of bigs. Yeah, the the amount of work to recruit children in our program is is nothing compared to what it takes to recruit volunteers. So, um, uh, we have an excellent program where word of mouth spreads really fast um, on our family side. So families do call us. So we get about um, well, right now we have about 250 kids that are waiting to be matched with a mentor to be introduced to a big. Um, and so we don't have a shortage of kids. Um, in terms of volunteers, we do have to do more outreach um, to recruit a bigger pool of volunteers. So we need a pool of kids, but we also, you know, we have a pool of kids, but we also need a, a pool of volunteers. Um, and our volunteers can be any age. Um, we have two programs, our school-based mentoring program where volunteers actually mentor at school and so we have 10 schools that we partner with where volunteers can go in and mentor kids um, in elementary or middle school either during the lunch hour or uh, right after school which would be which would mean maybe leaving a little early from work um, and then we have our regular community-based program which most people are familiar with where volunteers are meeting with their little brother or little sister um, just based on their availability and their schedule so and anybody can be a big a volunteer. We, uh, you know, we have um, we have bigs that are in college. You know, so they are students, and they are typically the ones that volunteer in the schools. But we also have retired folks, um, and we oh we we like ac- folks that are actually retired or just have more. We like to say we they have more life experience, and so and they're, and they're rooted in the community. And that's one of the things that. Um, that and we possibly really need. more time. And possibly more time, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but that's one of the things. We really want folks that are rooted in the community, that are that are planning on staying in the Dane County area. Um, as a volunteer, we do ask for um, a two-year commitment. And I know for some folks it can sound really daunting, but if you're planning on staying in Madison, um, if you have family here, you know, if, if this is what you call home, you know, that should not be a barrier by any means. And you know, I always I always talk about how other relationships, like it could be like personal relationships or, um, 
you know, if you think about it, when you when you meet somebody and, you know, it takes about a year just to get to know them. And then um, the second year, you're like, yeah, I can do this. You know, like, so if you're, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or, or whatnot, um, you know, the first year you're just getting to know each other. But then before you know it, you're like in year two and you're thriving. And then before you know it, you know, you're, you're getting married. So if you look back at some of your relationships and, you know, it takes about a couple of years to form, and, no, and some maybe right away. And some yeah, I mean, some might right away, but you know, I guess average. But um, but the reason we do ask for a two-year commitment is uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters of America did actually do um, some research behind, you know, how long does it take for a mentoring for a mentor to make a difference in a child's life, and one of the things that we found in this uh, research is. Uh, kids that are mentored in a program for two years or more are more likely to go on to college, are more likely to graduate, um, but also have higher incomes and more likely to buy a home. And so, I mean, so these are just some of the things anecdotally that we found um, as well from interviewing bigs that are now older adults. And so we said, well, why... I mean, we want this for all our kids, or at least the possibility for all our kids is to have this kind of success. So why not ask for a two-year commitment from our volunteers? And so, um, you know, every year uh, we have about 700 bigs in our program. So we figured we're doing something right if we're yeah. able to still recruit um, bigs that are um, not afraid of what is really, you know, a commitment that they've done in other relationships. Um but also um, just the fact that it allows us to make really good quality relationships. I mean, the average relationship of our between our bigs and the little is about almost four years. Oh, wow. So, um, and some of our relationships last longer. I mean, some of our, our relationships started when a child is six years old, which is when we, the earliest that we can match a child all the way through 18 graduation. And so- Is that ideal? I mean, if in a perfect world, utopian type sense, what's the Oh, idea? utopia for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless of, I mean, we want to find the right, the right match. I mean, and so that's the other part of our matching process is that um, when volunteers say, you know, I want to do this, um, I'm ready, you know, sign me up, basically. Uh, they do have to go through an application. So you have to fill out an application. You have to go through a background check. Um we have to do reference checking. So we have to um, follow up with about three people that can really talk about your character, have been in your home. Um, I think that was a reference. You were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that have been in your home and we ask questions. We do have to interview the volunteer too. So they go through about an hour and a half in-depth volunteer as well, uh, in-depth interview as well. Do the parents have anything to do with it or is it all on you guys? Um, like choice wise? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we do that for both sides. So the, um, for for uh, for the volunteer, we you know we interview them. They go through these background checks, reference checks. They go through a two hour orientation, um, and then from there, um, once we find a match, then we do another meeting to introduce both parties, and then from there. Um, they're assigned to a match support specialist that follows up with them basically every month for the first year and then every other month moving forward. Um, and that person, our match support specialist, that's what makes us really different than any other organization is that we have dedicated folks that are there to be a coach 
and essentially mentor the mentor on how to deal with some of these situations that we talked about earlier when it comes to trauma or um, bullying. Yeah, any of these other um, you know uh, problems that might arise where the volunteer is just like, how do I deal with this? So. Um, and then on the family side, we interview kids and family. So we actually go to their home and we go through a similar process um, with with the child. First of all, the child wants has to want a big brother or a big sister. So it's not that the parent can say, like, my child needs a, a big. And force them into and it. For, yeah. yeah, nobody can be forced into that. But um Word has, you know, word has has spread and kids have seen their friends with bigs. And and so they're like, I want one, too. Um, Or, you know, I want what I what they what they have, which is a friend, you know, somebody else to hang out with. And so um, and parents, I mean, but the parents are usually the first ones that call us. And so we go through the same interview process. Um, But both um, parents and volunteers, um, it's important that they be honest with us in terms of what they're looking for in you know, each party. So for example, um, uh, a mom or dad could say, you know, I want a, I want my son to have a male role model. So I want them to be, you know, they need to like basketball, they need to like watching football, or um, they need to be into science or outdoors um, or pets. So, you know, that's important for our parents Mm -hmm. to tell us, you know, what exactly that you're looking for. I mean, many times, um, we do tend to have more boys that are waiting. So many times we that's what parents want. Is know? that about signups, uh, about male versus female signing up, or is it that people aren't choosing boys as often as girls, or what? what's the dichotomy mix there? Um, I, I just think... Um, um, I just it's harder to recruit males. Okay. I think that's what it is. So it's harder to recruit. So you're volunt- finding more big sisters than you are big brothers right now. It's a lot easier. Yeah, okay. it is. It is. Um, I think it's about 60 percent um, big sisters and 40 percent uh, big brothers. All right. You hear that? Males need to step up. <laughs> and and the thing is, um, in our program, uh, women are allowed to mentor to, to boys. So but if them mom or dad doesn't want that correct and it's all and we do ask the parents up front like you know especially if they're boys you know would you is a big sister okay and so it's up to them for them to decide um but that is why we also have big couples so um two people in a household um married or you know partners or um can definitely mentor a child or a whole family so if you have children and you're looking for something where you want to expose your kids to as well um, the whole family can mentor a child too, and that's where we really position boys to um, make sure that they are matched sooner than later. Is we do have that flexibility for boys to be matched with a big family or a big couple. Um, I could see that being huge, the couple thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even think about that because you think about the big brother, big sister program. But like you mentioned, the couples piece, like. I'm imagining a, a kid from a broken home or that hasn't had a male role model or just whatever it may be, but the fact that you can see a functioning couple uh, and know that there's a different way. Yeah. Just seeing that. Not that it's the right way, the wrong way, just mm-hmm. a different way. Right. Yes. And so, um, uh, so uh, you know, so the parent has de- definitely has a voice in all this and the volunteer too. 
um, the volunteer wants to make sure that they're making an impact and they're making a difference. And so it's important that the volunteers match with, if, you know, if the volunteer likes to go hiking and if they like to do all these outdoors activities, it's important that we match them up with a little brother or little sister that also likes those same things. And so, so that's one thing. Um, and the other big thing is the geographical location. So it, it, it is very important that driving distance is is not a barrier. So we don't want to match, um, for example, a child that lives in some prairie to, um, you know, a volunteer that lives in Stoughton. Like that's just not going to work. So yeah. we do definitely look at geographic location as, as important. So just trying to remove as many barriers as possible. Exactly. So it helps facilitate the relationship. Right. And yeah. so, um, so that's also very important for us to make sure that we're finding volunteers in different parts of this community because our kids are coming from different parts of the community as well. I want to take that to the business sense real quick because a lot of our uh, listeners are business owners and business leaders. Um, removing barriers is huge in anything. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and the other piece that you touched on there is mentoring the mentor, also a very huge piece. I spend a, a lot of time and probably could spend even more time mentoring my mentors because there are situations that you're not gonna know how to handle. There are times where you have been through an experience that they may not have been through yet or that they're communicating in a way that's actually interfering with the relationship that they're trying to Built. Right. And so having those lessons as we're all growing leaders is just really, really important. So I, I love to hear you say that. And it just, just came to mind for me as I was like, I do mentor the mentor as well, but yeah. just in a business world versus. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we have about um, six match support specialists. And so they have a very critical role. Um, so once, you know, once everybody is volunteers and kids, and once they're all matched and they're assigned to a match support specialist, um, um one, the match support specialist job is to follow up with everybody. So it's not just a volunteer, but the parent and the child to make sure like, yeah, we're all in this, you know, we, we still want to do this and the relationship is going well. And we really want to form, um, even though we talk about the big and the little, like they're forming the relationship, but it's very important that the parent and the volunteer also have a relationship because a lot of times they're discussing things in terms of like, how are things going? And I'm seeing this behavior. Sometimes a parent will be like, can you talk to him or her? Can you talk about something that happened in school? Like he or she won't talk to me about it. Like maybe they'll talk to you. Mm -hmm. And so that happens a lot. So it's very important that um, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going on is what is what I'm saying. I think that about like a preteen or, um, you know, teen, young teenager that's going through all the hormonal changes, stuff like that. I could just see, you know, that being, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys get into that, but I'm seeing a lot of yeah. thinking about a lot of things um, or the bullying situation. Maybe they're embarrassed to talk to mom and dad about it, but they'll talk to their big right. brother because it's more of a friend right or yeah. type of role i don't you know yeah that that definitely happens and i think th you know one of the things is um you know a lot a lot of our volunteers want to do good a lot of our volunteers are professionals you know they're you know they work in a lot of these organizations a lot of our our dane county businesses and so um uh and maybe they moved here from a different state so being able to form a relationship with a beggar or with a little brother, a little sister and their family just gives them a real opportunity to see, you know, what are some of the what are what is happening here in Dane County? What what is what are the things that are affecting youth here locally? What are some of the other issues that are affecting families? Um, I think it definitely bridges um, 
maybe a divide. Um, you know, we always talk about Madison being a tale of, of two cities, right? So you can be very, very successful or you can live in poverty or or not be as successful as others. So I think this gives our, um, our program really gives the volunteer an opportunity to maybe meet people that they wouldn't have they would have else not met, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. given their social circles or who they hang out with. Um, uh, but I think our program really allows different families to come together. You know, if you think about, um, you know, the the example I gave about the um, the mom that was that was shot and died, and how you know you have the little brother's family and now the big couple's family, like they're one. You know, they are one one family where they're all working together and trying to help support each other. So I think that's one of the other behind the scenes is that you see some of this background work that's happening is that you're seeing different families, you know, starting to come together. And um, I think that's also very important. Well, and conversely, the the little gets to see a life that potentially they've never been able to see before. There's been a lot of research that I've read on, uh, on how, we as a country and some cities have done this more poorly than others, but uh, littles or, or um, impoverished families being able to be intermixed with families that are doing very well. And those children being able to see a lifestyle that's not their current situation is a path out that there's another way inside outside of their current life is being a huge predictor of uh, their success going yeah. forward. And I think, yeah, and I mean, again, it comes down to relationships. One of the things that we hope that um, by really having our kids have stable mentors in their lives, and if, you know, if our mentors can be in their kids' lives till they're 18 and beyond, um, our hope is that our littles uh, know what mentoring is to the point where they can seek out other mentors in their future. So it's not just, hey, I have a big brother or a big sister and that's it, but that, um, they go on to seek other mentors. Well, and hopefully pay it forward. And pay it forward. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that we want to see is more of our little um, brothers and little sisters, you know, when, you know, they go off and have, they're, they're in a position of stability that they can come back and, and mentor themselves. And there is research to show that, um, it, you know, if a child sees the impact of mentoring, um, you know, they will, you know, they'll pay it forward. They will come back and, and mentor themselves. And that's something that we really are working towards is um, is making sure our our littles know that, hey, we want you to pay this forward. And that's a message that we send to those that are graduating from our program. We have a graduation ceremony every <clears throat> May at the state capitol. Oh, that's great. And, um, and so that's one of our biggest messages to them is like, we want you to come back and, and become a big, whether it's here or one of our other, um, you know, 200 and something affiliates throughout the country. Like we, you know, wherever life lands you, we want you to give it back, you know, give it, pay it forward for well, sure. That's great. And I know that's one of the reasons that our mentoring program works so well is because we were mentored when we were young advisors. And so for their, if they see a path in leadership or want to pay it forward, that they do so, either through joint work or a formal mentorship uh, relationship. So uh, I hope that continues to work yeah. better and better for you guys because it's huge. So I was just thinking, like, okay, what lessons can be learned from becoming a mentor? Because I think oftentimes I learn more from being in that mm-hmm. role than being mentored, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to say, but like, it's, it's just this dichotomy of, you, be, you being seen as the expert, but being right. taught lessons in real time from 
the actual mentorship. So what do you, what have you gotten feedback from your bigs as lessons they've learned? Um, I think one of the things, so that is very true. A lot of our bigs said like, oh, I get more out of this than, than I think my little does sometimes. And I think, um, uh, you know, one of the things that we see a lot is obviously when you're introducing um, a big to a little, it's brand new. Sometimes we see the little that is shy. They don't want to talk as much. Um, and, uh, and and we've seen this happen so many times. And then the match support specialist call, talks to the mom or, or the dad or one of the parents. And the parents are like, oh, my gosh, he or she is is a totally different person or they, their character has changed so much and there's they're just happier or they're doing this that they used to not do before and the and the big is usually like what like <laughs> i had no idea and um just to hear those little those little moments of like i made a difference um you know that can that definitely builds a person up to know that they're getting feedback from somebody else that says, you know, you are making a difference um, in in their lives. Uh, we like to celebrate um, different milestones. So one of the things that we like to celebrate is we call it a match anniversary. So if if a match has been together for five years or more, um, we like to celebrate those moments. So. Um, so that is something that we try to really instill with our mentor is about celebrating those little moments. And that's sometimes, that's sometimes what we see a lot in, in, um, <laughs> in the pictures or in the activities or like, this was our first time, you know, going out for a hike, or this was the first time that, um, you know, we went swimming or like we went, um, uh, what do we offer skiing. Some of our littles have never been skiing. Hmm. And the big is like, I love to ski. And my little was willing to try something new with me. And it was so much fun. And so I just, um, you know, I'd like to say that it's like all these like huge, like, you know, these, these big out adventures. But sometimes it's like the little moments that I think mm -hmm. our bigs really cherish and value. Like, I had such a great time going out for ice cream. Well, you're a mom, so you see it too. Like through my kids, I see like the wonderment and curiosity. And yeah. then you think back to being a kid and be like, oh yeah, I used to be like that too. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like why, why, why did I lose that wonderment? Why did I lose that curiosity? Like what like scarred me that I stopped that? Yeah. Uh, and so you try and get some of that, at least I do, I try and get some of that back. You try to get some of that back and just like the moments of laughter and happiness and you're making memories. I think that's the best, I think that's the piece that um, our, volu our volunteers really can grasp onto immediately. It takes a while for our, 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 our littles sometimes to, um, you know, when they're, you know, 12 or something to be like, oh yeah, like, you know, he or she did this for me and um, and say like, because of my mentor, I, I am now this different, you know, this person. Yeah. Um, we do see it though with, um, I, I have a, a big brother, he's actually on our board who um, who, who was a, a big brother to, uh, to this young man. He's now older, he's actually getting ready, he's engaged and getting ready to get married. And um, he would say stories about how his little brother, um, you know, wouldn't necessarily thank him or, you know, he wasn't exactly the most vocal person when it came to sharing emotions. They would play basketball and they had a great time. Um, but now that he is older, 
um, they've like, you know, they stayed in contact, but now they're a little bit closer now that the little brother is about to get married. And he said to him, you know, you really made a difference in my life. Like, I'm so thankful that you were in my life. Um, and I, I believe he got like his name tattooed <laughs> somewhere. Like he got a tattoo and it included his, his big brother's name. And when um, Dan, when he told me this, he like started tearing up. He's like, I can't believe this. Like, like, you know, we were matched such a long time ago and we've stayed in contact, but I never really knew if I made a difference in his life. And it wasn't until, you know, the little brother is like well into his 20s where he is able to really say, you know, Dan, you know, all those times that we played basketball or I was in your car and we were driving and I didn't say anything like all, you know, that really made a difference. And so well, that comes through maturity. I mean, think about teachers or parents. You, I mean, yeah, you don't get thanked from your kids. Know. Like, you know, <laughs> like that comes much later. And I even think about me as a kid. Like I didn't you know I'm doing that to my parents now and, right. and being able to give them a thanks right. and, and tell them on Mother's Day and Father's Day and Thanksgiving and Christmas how much they've meant to me and what, I, you know, it comes through maturity. So I could see that it's yeah. a delayed gratification. Yeah. So it's, again, it's in there. It's in them. We just, you know, we have to help them and make sure that they're just making good decisions and, and they will rem- remember those fond moments. For no, sure. absolutely. So uh, in the closing up here, you have a really powerful question stated on your LinkedIn profile that I, I want to reference. Okay. Um, which is really cool. So what if every child in Dane County were mentored, resulting in them staying in school, graduating, getting a job, giving back to their community and reaching their full potential. That's awesome. Yeah. I think like just as a broad question, like what would that mean to our community? What would that mean to the economy? What would that mean uh, to crime rate? Well, like there's so many things that that yeah. could mean. It would mean a lot. And I think um, you know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think some of us still have this mentality of, oh, those are kids, you know, making bad decisions or um, just making sure we don't demonize our kids, you know, regardless of of where they come from or what they're doing, the decisions that they're making. I think it's important to remember, like we were all kids yeah. at one point. We didn't all make the right decisions. And um, I'm in that boat. <laughs> and I, I think it's, it's important to remember that, you know, just because kids are facing adversity or, you know, just they're not following a, a straight and narrow path you know they're still kids and, and they still deserve um an investment and so um yeah if we were all able to see kids as an investment and in, in, in not a burden but definitely something that we all need to invest our energy towards i think our kids would be a lot successful you know regardless of their income or background um definitely all all, we need to defend all our kids. No, I couldn't agree any more than that. I was sitting here thinking like, if everyone listening took that statement to heart, that question, and if you're one of those that happens to be watching or reading the news and saying those kids, perhaps you should do something. <laughs> perhaps you should influence, quote unquote, those kids that, uh, that you're referencing in the news or potentially those kids that are uh, stealing the cars right now that's pot news. Uh, that are 14 to 16 years old that keep popping up, keep popping up. What if they had a big brother, big sister? What if they had someone that was influencing them and telling them, hey, you're on a path that's going to send you to prison for life. Like, like influence them. 
Uh, so if you're asking those that question, like what if every child in Dane County had a big brother, a mentor, someone, and if you're pointing fingers, perhaps you should turn that finger, pointer finger into a thumb and think about what you should be doing. Right. So, uh, so in thinking about that, I, uh, one final question for you, because you're a parent. I have, uh, I run a business and four young kids, seven, five, three, and one. Mm -hmm. um, so there might be people listening I know most people think my wife and I are crazy for having four kids as it is, but <laughs> there might be some others thinking that have one kid, two kids or whatever, that they may not have time for this. Like, so what would you say to someone that has that thought? Because that's a thought I've certainly had. Um, well, like I've, I mentioned, um, uh, well, we do have our school friends program, which is uh, we're at 10 schools and folks can volunteer um, either during the lunch hour or, you know, right before you maybe pick up pick up kids um but it's it's during the school year so not during not when school is off and not during the summer so it's a little bit so winter break summer break yeah off. so um but it's still an opportunity to make a difference um in, in, a, in a child's life um you know the other thing is in order for us to be able to make these meaningful mentoring relationships um it does require an, an you know a, a financial investment so we are a nonprofit. Um, to be able to make these quality, um, long-lasting matches, and so, um, you know, this year we're 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 going to serve about 650 kids, but we want to grow that. We yeah, know, you have a wait list, right? yeah, we have a wait list. We want to be able to support, not just make a match, but like we want to keep them together. You know, we want to make sure. We'd, I'd love to see all of our kids that are matched that graduate from our program. And depending on what age they're at, I mean, that could be, um, you know, if you start at six and you graduate from a program at eight, 18, that's 12 years, um, 12 years of support from us to make sure that parent and the little and, and the big have all the resources they need to make this relationship work and for everybody to see the good of what mentoring does. And so um, as a nonprofit organization, you know, we, we raise money annually, you know, we start from zero. Um, and so everything that we raise is, is privately raised by us. You know? um, and so, um, you know, so we, we have to rely on the community to be able to make these mentoring relationships. So we have a couple, um, we have a bowl-a-thon in the spring uh, we have a big gala in the summer, so um, there's definitely ways to participate as a, you know, as a donor, as an investor, to make sure that we make more mentoring relationships. We have committees to support both events. Um, so if anybody's look, if anybody loves event planning or um, different, you know, uh, you know, having to do with recruiting um, items for our silent or our live auction. We know we're always looking for those connections. Sometimes those connections are the most meaningful for us. We value relationships mm -hmm. between our, um, our obviously between our bigs and littles. We value those relationships, but we also value the relationships that we have with businesses and with community members that um, you know might know somebody or yeah. or give us that connection to make our events. Uh, even more successful. So to someone like me, you'd say, well, we do accept checks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if Josh, you don't have the time, you do accept checks. Yes. All right. So just I just want to make sure that was clear yeah. for everyone. And we do have, um, actually, we do have a program called the Matchmaker Program. So it's a monthly giving program. And it's no, there is, a, I think the minimum is like $10 a month. And if uh, by doing that, you basically commit to making sure that we make one mentoring relationship each month. So regardless of your 
um, donation amount. Um, we commit to making sure that each month we we make a match, and so and every month you get to find out about the mentoring relationship that you help make that month. That month, um, but it, that's our matchmaker program, and all that really all that information is on our website as that's well. That's good. That's really good. So I know we wanted to give a little bit of time to the business owners, business leaders. Um, so how? What are some options? Because we were talking pre-show about that. What are some options for business owners, business leaders to incentivize their employees that you've been working with? Um, well, um, I know we were talking about you know if if employers have like a um, you know pay for a volunteer hour, um, you know some of them. Um, uh, you know, some of them offer, I think we were mentioning, you know, 40, 40 hours per year where you can go out and volunteer. Like, that's that's wonderful. And then you get paid for it. Um, you know, our school friends program would be excellent as well as our community-based program. Um, uh, and, and for us, you know, we have a recruitment specialist that is dedicated to going out to different businesses and, and really um, helping facilitate that opportunity for uh, employees to get to know our program and know that they can make a difference. And if the employer is supportive of it, whether it's paying them to volunteer or just giving them the flexibility to, hey, we want you to do this, um, you know, leaving work a little bit early or during the lunch hour, um, just having a culture of giving back to the community, I think is important. And if employers can offer that, um, you know, I think we would be the, that perfect program where, um, not only are they making a difference in one person's life, but we are there to support the volunteer as well. So they don't seem like they're just off on their own mentoring a child and, you know, not knowing what to do. And that's one of the th common things we find with with adults is like, what do I do with a child? You know, <laughs> uh, but we're there to support and, and do that along the way. So. Um, so again, we're very flexible and um, we're definitely here to work with different employers um, in hopes of recruiting more more big brothers and big sisters. All right, so where do they go to get in touch with you? So um, we have a website, so it's bbbsmadison.org and you can find out information there about our, our community-based program um, or our school-based program or if you, you know, wanna become involved with one of our events as a donor, sponsor, or committee volunteer, um, or as a matchmaker. So again, some people are like, oh, I can't be a big right now. Well, help us make a, help us make a match then. Um, so you can do that on our website. You can call our office, which is 608-661-5437. You'll speak with Sarah Wytock and she's our receptionist and our customer relations specialist. And she is the one that will answer any more in-depth questions um, and also be able to provide an application to you to fill out. And you can receive that electronically um, as well. And then we'll we'll go from there. Well, please, please reach out to them. As she already mentioned that uh, we have 250 kids on the wait list, yeah, right? Yeah. And we're also very active on social media. So, you know, Facebook um, and Twitter and um, I think we're on Instagram now, now and so I. Um, oh, pretty soon Snapchat. And yeah, else. yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but National Mentoring Month is coming up in January, and so um, 
you know, January is a big month for us where we really try to spread the good word of, of mentoring and try to recruit more volunteers or make, make more people aware of the need of mentors in our community. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for all that you thank do. Thank you. Uh, I do want to ask you, I warned you earlier, favorite book? Oh, my God. I know you said you're reading like 10 right now. but So maybe like favorite book of all time or one that you're currently reading? You know, um, it's really weird, but a favorite, I think I always, a favorite book of all time, because I always kind of go back to it and be like, I wish that was me, but I don't remember. Do you remember reading My Side of the Mountain? Well, that kid, so. that, um, so it's like in, I think it was like, um, not, I don't know if it was New York State, but I read this was in fifth grade, and this was like one of my favorite books, because I always thought it was me, because it was an, about an only child, but it's a boy um, who, who basically kind of runs away from home um but he goes out into the mountains i do remember reading and this he basically like fends for himself and like feeds off like the forest and the mountains and like just manages just manages to become independent and like face all his fears and so i don't know i identify with that book because i was like oh that would have been like I always thought, it, the adventures, the way it was positioned, the book was positioned, was like adventurous, and I always felt like, oh, that'd be so cool to go off into a forest, run away from home, <laughs> run away from <laughs> home. <laughs> but I just remember that book. But um, no, thanks for the blast from the past. Oh, yeah, I, I do, yeah, I do remember. But that. Um, actually, a really a book. Actually, I'm going to throw a, a kid's book in that I really enjoy right now. With my, actually, my daughter was the one who wanted this book, the book with no pictures. Have you read that? Uh-uh. You should really. Oh, I forgot what is his name. He's he used to be on the office. Um, he was the intern from the office. I forgot what his name. Ryan was, was the yeah. show character name. I can't remember. Yeah, his. but it's called the book with no pictures, and um, BJ you know, Novak. BJ Novak. Yes. He's one of the producers on the office as well. Yeah. But yeah no, I just uh, handy having the iPad in front of me. Yeah. So if you get the book with no pictures, it's a really. It's like one of those books. Like every time we read it, it's just like we have a great laugh. So you should get that oh, book that's good. for your, I can, if you yeah, I can read, it. Yep, I can read to the kids at night with that. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for having, being Thank on the you. show today. This is great. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Inspire People, Impact Lives. If you've been inspired today, please share this episode with as many people as possible so that together our impact is exponential. Exponential.